The Diesel Performance Podcast contains explicit language. Thank you for joining us again. This is Paul Wilson. And I'm Danny Voss. And you're listening to the Diesel Performance Podcast. Diesel Power Challenge 2017 coming to an end, Danny. Who's going to win it all, Paul? Man, my eyes have been glued to that computer. Like, seriously, I'm to the point that they're dry. I'm bloodshot. I'm done. I can't see anything. It was worth watching. Um, who are you rooting for there, Mr. Bloodshot? Oh, I don't know. We got so many hometown heroes, so many guys from Wisconsin. And then yeah. we got we got some jamoke out there named McCoy just killing it. Make it, making noise on the dyno. How the hell? How the hell's it going? Uh, I can't complain. I don't guess. Oh man, I'll tell you what, McCoy. I watched your interview on Diesel Power Magazine Truck Trend Facebook page. You had me rolling, laughing, man. You just you seem like you're having a lot of fun out there. Yes, sir, man. We couldn't uh, we couldn't be happier. You know, uh, with the circumstances we were given, you know, we made the best of it. So we're definitely not not down on ourselves at all well listeners you probably already know this because you clicked on a title with his name in it but we got mccoy black at the diesel power challenge 2017 on the phone today mccoy where are you from uh gold hill north carolina gold Ooh, hill north man carolina. that was a drive for you yes sir uh turned into somewhere around 28 30 hours something like that oh what the fuck happened <laughs> I don't know. We're definitely not looking forward to going home, though. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, tell us, man. I mean, I, I know I've watched the videos, but maybe some of our listeners haven't. How have you? How has your truck been performing at the Diesel Power Challenge? Um, you know, we we didn't do too hot on the fuel consumption. I'm sure everybody's seen that. Uh, truck's not set up to drive long periods of time you know it overheated it did fine out here you know it drove from the hotel to all the places we had to go and never overheated you know never had an issue we blew a transmission line one time but that come from somebody didn't tighten down the hose clamp but <laughs> nothing major you know nothing ever happened that was brutal out here until uh we hit the quarter mile and that <laughs> that was uh that was about all she wrote and we knew it was going to be tough on it um you know, everybody's everybody's hating on the non-air-cooled stuff. You know, it is what it is. Uh, you know, we we busted ass getting it done. You know, built the truck, got it running. You know, Thursday night still wasn't, before we left to come up here, still wasn't complete. Um, you know, we hit the local track for testing tune that night. And uh, after we got the gates dialed in, we went like uh, 6'2 at 114. Um, this pass ever on the truck. And so we were feeling great, you know, went ahead and went home, woke up that next morning, threw it all together the rest of the way, um, put it on the trailer and started our drive out here. <laughs> uh, we, get, we got out here and some of our buddies helped us a little bit more. We had a little bit more cleaning up and buttoning up things to do, but, you know, we got it all together. So. Well, hey, what kind of truck is this? Uh, I'd say 95, 12-valve, uh, 2500 Dodge coming. Um, from the factory, it makes about 185 horsepower. <laughs> so, <laughs> Shit, Danny, we, uh, the, the video was so good with this guy. He's standing there and he's looking at the truck. It, it, it's a nice looking 12 L. It's a regular cab and shit. You know, it's it's rad. It's man, low. you should you should have seen this thing three weeks ago. It That's was yeah, man. It was it was a dog. It was bad. <laughs> you know, when my buddies threw some paint on it for us, we threw a roll cage in it because we knew we were planning on going fast. Um. Which also another thing, we went ten six, 
like 140. Wow. A terrible 60 foot and a terrible eight small. And so our back half was unbelievable. We go 140 miles an hour. Oh, so, shit. Uh, wow. You know, we should have we should have definitely been high nines, low tens. Um, but that mile an hour is impressive by all means. So we're definitely proud of it. You said it, man. For a truck that literally you so far have described as thrown together and was not not even drivable a week ago, I'm pretty fucking impressed, <laughs> man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can't harp on that enough. Is is everybody? And that's another thing everybody gives a shit about is, well, nobody made you do it in two weeks, no. But I also wasn't gonna do it if I didn't get put in this challenge. So <laughs> you know, it is what it is. We made it happen. We came out, and put man. down two impressive numbers. So we're proud of it. I love it, man. Yeah, okay, well, before we get too far into this, because I'm going to ask you some more questions about the competition itself, but how'd you get started in diesel performance, bud? Um, I don't know. When I was younger, uh, I guess just kind of like a family thing. You know, Dad always had a diesel truck. And back in the day, it was them Edge chips, man. That was a thing back uh, <laughs> 2008, stuff like that. Had an Edge chip on your truck and threw smoke. It was, you were the shit. So, uh, you know, I guess... I guess you could say that's where it all started. Um, I had a Duramax back in the day, and, you know, we went from there. We built our first uh, first truck. was a 12-valve that we ever built. You know, it wasn't nothing special. Probably made seven, 800 horsepower, and it turned into a sled truck, a pretty gnarly 2.6 truck that we played around with. And, you know, now we're here, and now we got – now we're going 140 miles an hour in a quarter, which is scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd imagine when you're used to hitting what thirty miles an hour top speed at a sled pole, that uh, one forty is like another fucking world, huh? Yes, sir. I mean, which it's almost boring, you know. After the eighth mile, I've always liked eighth mile racing better, you know. After the eighth mile, it's nothing but hang on, you know. Hell, that hundred forty miles an hour didn't feel like hundred forty. It did trying to stop, but other than that, you know, it didn't. Yeah, eighth mile, you <laughs> didn't want to stop. You didn't throw upgraded brake package on there with all that extra horse? <laughs> nah, it's the factory 300,000 mile brake system. <laughs> yeah, man, he just brought a big ass anchor and threw it out the window. Yeah, yeah that's the scary thing. 10 miles an hour away from being av- having to have a parachute, we still got stock brakes. <laughs> <laughs> so. I love it, man. I love it. Well, tell me, why did you want to be in the competition? Um. I don't know. I guess it was more like a, a statement kind of thing. Everybody always dogs these 12 valves. And like I said, it was kind of one of the first things we ever did was start messing with them. And, you know, it's always, they're always my passion engine. You know, that's my go-to. It's what I know the most about. You start, you start talking to other trucks to me. It's not, it's not as much. I just stand there and nod my head and act like I know. But <laughs> we get into, we get into some 12 valve coming stuff and, you know, my knowledge is a little bit farther. Well, walk me through your build. What do you got done to this beast? Um, a lot of stuff coming from industrial injection. We got a 13 millimeter P pump. Uh, it's like 1,100 cc's of fuel. Um, five by 25 dual fed injectors, an engineered diesel. Uh, we got a sweet twin setup from industrial. It's a uh, 94 and a 76. Um, they're pretty, pretty gnarly oh. once they come up. Um, running non-intercooled, so it was, like I said, it was a little hard to get on top of the charger, especially out here, 5,600 feet. Um, but once it comes to life, man, it, it came to life. Uh, 
you know, we're running just standard, you know, nothing serious piston-wise. I've got a set of Carillo rods and 14-millimeter girdle, just some Molly big bolt pistons, cut and coated, 14.2, 14.5 to 1 compression ratio. Nothing nothing too wild. Um, kind of set it up as I would a sled engine with a compression ratio, you know, it was a little low. It could have been, could have been lower, but, you know, the lower you go, the harder it is to spool for one, two. Right. So coming out here, we knew we couldn't go too low. We tried to pick a happy medium and still be able to have the opportunity to spray the nut sack off of it if we needed to, which we never got the chance to. A lot of people were saying we were, and we really weren't spraying it that hard. Um, I mean, the dyno, we sprayed it harder than we did at the track. Uh, we didn't. We had like an 80 jet in it, wide open throttle on the track, so it wasn't nothing serious. Um, nitrous wise. But we had enough that we could have lifted the head off of it completely if we needed to. <laughs> Speaking of the dyno, you guys fucking killed it on the dyno. What'd you make, man? What were the numbers? Uh, uncorrected was twelve fifty-five or sixty-five. I've seen two different numbers. I don't. They're ten, ten, ten apart. So I don't know what exactly it was. It was ten fifty-five, sixty-five, something like that. And twenty over twenty-one hundred foot-pounds of torque. So, which were the uncorrected numbers, and the, correct, the correction factor numbers were, ah, uh, they're probably a little high. I don't really believe them too much, but I would still say what we were doing, you know, what we were spraying, what we were making, still was probably close to 1,400 horsepower. I think the correction factor numbers were over 15, and I don't, I don't believe that because I know what I was doing with it. So I don't think it was that high, um, but she definitely, definitely put down a number that I can't can't complain and a lot of people can argue it but you know <laughs> put it down i don't know what else you want me to do about it so. <laughs> laying it down boy okay so mccoy we know you 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 topped out uh, you you were number one on the dino event i believe correct yes sir and what were the other events you did really well at obviously the drag race went well for you yeah the drag race went good you know we went out we wanted to to put the highest qualifying number down so that we could race the slowest guy first um i left the line really slow about 60 psi um like i said it was, i was having trouble spooling it and i wasn't going to push it hard so i knew if i just walked it out that i would still put down a number that nobody could mess with um so i let off and you know we we took off and we went like a like i said like a 10 6 at 140 but I knew something was wrong, you know, come through the traps and shifted to neutral. I smelled oil and it cut off on me. I looked over at the temperature gauge and she was pegged at like 245. Oh. So, yeah, we knew, we knew we had definitely blew a gasket. I mean, it was spraying, it was spraying, uh, cooling out of the back of the block. So we knew the gasket was done. You know, I turned it over like one time and the pistons were swelled to the side of the wall. So we knew she was hurt. We were hoping for the best, you know, we took it back to ATS, pulled the head off them. You know, we were hoping that the Pistons weren't going to look too bad. You know, we were, we come to compete, so, you know, if the engine was hurt, it was hurt. We were still going to run it, but it melted four of them down pretty rough. Oh. So, I mean, it was it was hot enough that the, the jet coating or whatever they put on the seat manifolds, it, it melted that shit off. So it was Holy fuck. <laughs> yeah. She was... She was warm. And, Cherry. And, man, we knew it was gonna happen, so we couldn't we couldn't complain too much. But sure. So what'd you do? We were definitely you... hoping to stay in the competition enough that because I don't think anybody really even saw that. 
that 10-6, that 140 pass. You know, I don't think it was live. I don't think anybody really saw it. Yeah, I, I didn't catch it online. What other events did, yeah. had you already competed in when it went down? Um, fuel consumption, the uh, trailer tow, or the eighth-mile trailer tow, and uh, that was the quarter-mile and the dyno. That was it. Gotcha. So we liked obstacle course and uh, sled pull. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, man, you guys went out there and you you fucking gave it your all. There's no question there, huh? Yeah, I mean, like I said, we're we're happy with what it did. And every you know, we knew what we were bringing out here from the get go, but we had the option of bringing something that couldn't compete. You know, laying down 800 horsepower and making it through, and and doing stuff that people do every day, or we could have did what we did. You know, make a make a statement, win Dono. You know, show one drag racing. I mean, I, I, there was no reason we couldn't have laid down a nine-second pass, and that would have been <laughs> faster than anybody by a long shot to ever been in the year. I think, I think the 140 trap mile an hour was set a record for for this event. I'm not positive. I've heard that from a few people. Right. Um. So if it did, you know, we're proud of that. Even if it didn't, we went 140 mile an hour on something we put together in two or three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> well that's fucking awesome man what, what's next for the truck what are we doing with it he's gonna call it tyler kip <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah nah, uh, probably gonna put some air to water on it um you know back home is fine man it, it doesn't have any trouble back home running on intercooled um but for the safety of it we're gonna throw this, uh air to water intercooler on it and you know basically put it back together the way it was and our turbos are fine um, probably send the pump back just to get it looked over because it, it didn't have its own oil reservoir. So all the oil that was bad ran through that pump. So we'll probably send it back to industrial and see what they'll help me out with and what we can come up with. Hopefully it's fine. I don't think it's hurt. You know, injectors should be fine. I don't know. Might change them out too. But basically, you know, we didn't have much time on this setup. So we're going to go back and do the same thing and see what we can get out of it. Um, I heard a lot of people's feelings running a 12 valve and out running the common rail stuff people are so caught up on that common rail that it's uh unreal so we'll see what we can do out of i hear you man a lot of guys have been making splashes with 12 valves look at power driven diesel in the ucc look at uh tyler kip yeah to be you honest know. with you i don't know if it's just different positions in the industry but i feel like it's the exact opposite of what you're describing because i feel like usually what i hear what every time i go to a sled pole is all of the guys talking about how awesome 12 valves and P-pumps are, and it's a common rail who upsets and hurts everybody's feelings. So I do think it's kind of cool that, like, the 12-valve the twelve valve guys feel the same way. They feel like it's all common rail guys, and they're the odd man out. And the common rail guys look around and are like, well, it's all 12-valve guys. We're the odd man out. So, like, I get it, yeah. man. It, it, well, I mean, it, it's cool. It's friendly competition, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I Like, like I've made posts before, you know, there's – with what we've done in the past little while and being at this event, you know, it's brought so much positivity but so much negativity at the same time. And, you know, I can't – I don't have anything bad to say towards anybody that hates it or, you know, it isn't shit in their mind and stuff like that. You know, I encourage it. Bring it on. You know, <laughs> we took a 12-valve, and based off what that correction factor number was, made 1,500 horsepower in two weeks. So Hell yeah. I'm happy. You said it, man. Well, congratulations. We yeah. definitely wish you the best of luck in the future. If people want to follow you or learn more about your truck, how can they reach you? 
Uh, yes, sir. You know, just uh, my name, social media, Instagram, Facebook, McCoy Black, Twitter. Um, you know, all my stuff's under basic name. You know, I ain't got no weird name out there or nothing <laughs> like that. Just look up McCoy Black <laughs> on Facebook and Instagram, and, you know, that'll be me. <laughs> That's so cool. Thank you so much for joining <laughs> us tonight, McCoy. Yes, sir. Not a problem. This has been Paul Wilson. And I'm Danny Voss. Thanks for listening. Calibrated Power Solutions, the leading North American developer of clean diesel power and home of DuramaxTuner.com, is the proud sponsor of the Diesel Performance Podcast. Calibrated Power develops emissions-equipped tunes for a wide variety of diesel powertrains, including the Duramax, Cummins, Jeep, John Deere, and many more. For more information and the best customer service in the industry, check out CalibratedPower.com or call 815-568-7920. That's 815-568-7920. To reach out to the Diesel Performance Podcast, send us a message through Facebook or email Paul at DuramaxTuner.com or Danny at DuramaxTuner.com. Oh, what the fuck happened? <laughs> I don't know. We're definitely not looking forward to going home, though. <laughs> <laughs>